Welcome to Afyomi Yerushalmi. We're holding in Shri's Taf Ayin Tess and the Oiz Vodor edition, beginning the 10th parak of Masech HaShviz. Says the Mishnah, HaShviz Meshametes Es Hamil V'Bishtar V'Shaloi B'Shtar. So now, the Masech HaShviz is turning from speaking about Shemitah's Karkois, Shemitah of the fruits of the land that have the Gdush HaShviz, and we're referring now to another Shemitah called Shemitah's Ksafim, referring to the fact that the Torah says that one, if you have a loan and comes Shemitah, the loan expires. There is a discussion when exactly does the loan expire. As we see in our Mishnah, this Mishnah goes with the Shita that the loan expires at the end of the year, the last day of the Shemitah year, that's when the loan expires. So the Mishnah says, the Shviz Mishemetes, those Shemitahs Ksofim, expires the loans, it's a Milvah Bishtar, it doesn't matter if the loan was done with a document, the Shleib Bishtar, the Milvah without a Shtar. Continues the Mishnah and says, HaKofas HaKhanos, HaKhanos means someone who takes, buys in a store. And he has credit, and he owes that credit to the store. And on the Shemitah, there's no Shemitah because only Milve, only alone has Shemitah, not other obligations. He must saw Milva raise the Shemitah. But if it became into a Milva, meaning the simple understanding is Zakfal of a Milva, the king, the owner of the store, and told the person, Your bill is ready this and this amount, now you have to pay it. So once it demanded payment, it becomes into Alva. And from here on, he has a din of Shemitah. Rabbi says you don't have to come to the case that he's coming and asking for the money. But every time a person takes hakafa, means he gets credit. So he goes to the store, he buys something. So he puts it on the on the bill, you owe $100. He comes again to buy something else, then he then already the original obligation is payable. So then it becomes a milve, the original one. The new one is not yet a milve, it's only hakafa. It's only something he's taking it on credit. Continues the Mishnah, means a payment for a worker. Someone had someone working for him and needs to pay him money. That is also not a loan yet. It's only an obligation. It's a monetary obligation, but not a loan. So therefore, it's not Mishamit. But if the worker came and demanded the money, said, okay, you owe me this, this money, I, I'm demanding the payment, it becomes a Milve and there is Shemitah. Rabbi Yosi Oimer called Melocha she prosekes b'shvis b'shemetitz. Ain't a prosek b'shvis, ain't a meshemetitz. It really says it depends when that work stopped. If the work ended, the work finished on shmito, and so that there it will have shmito because you, then the payment is due. But if the work continued after shmito, so then there is no shmito on it. And the reason is because Rabbi holds ain't the schirus el basoif. The obligation to pay only comes when everything is finished. Before that, you're not obligated to pay. If you're obligated to pay, maybe it's a loan, and then you, it's a shvitas mishamit. But if you're not obligated to pay until the last day, it depends when the last day happened. Continues the Mishnah, Sheikhet is a paro vechilko bi Rosh Hashanah. So come, prison comes, comes the Yant of Rosh Hashanah. As we learned in Mesechet Rosh Hashanah, the, those days, in the time that the, the Adim came to testify on the moon, Rosh Hashanah, he never knew if the day after Chavtes Elul, after the 29th of Elul, is that the first day of the next year? Or is it the last day of the previous year? It depends if Edim will come that day or not. But while they're waiting for the Edim to come, they kept that day as Yom Tif, Because maybe Edim will come and make this day into a Yom Tif. And that's why till today we have two days in Rosh Hashanah, even in Eretz Yisrael. So now comes this day, the day after the 29th of Elul. We're not sure if it's Rosh Hashanah or not, but we treat it as Yom Tif. So comes the person, and he's shaykhet the sapara, he shaykhet sapara, this is going to be the meat for the, for the suit is Yom Tif of today. If the Edim did not come that day, now you find out this 
they, they, we thought Rosh Hashanah was really Lamed Elul, Mishamit. So then, whatever people own for the meat is Mishamit in the end of the day, because Shemit is Mishametes Besoifel. The Shemitah of Ksafim comes in the last moment of Shemitah. When does Shemitah end? In the last day of Elul. So if today is the last day of Elul, the day that he thought it was maybe Rosh Hashanah, he shechted meat, gave it to everybody, comes the end of the day, we find out today is not Rosh Hashanah, today is the last day of Elul, whatever people owe him is Mishamit. Vim Lav, and if it turned out to be this was the first day of, Rosh Hashanah, of, the, of the new year, ain't a Mishamit, because again, that's already the next year, there's no Shemitah Ksofim. Anything there's obligation for a person to pay, mitzad hilchus based it. Oynes is when someone rapes a girl, a midoraisa has to pay, he has to pay money. Hamifate, someone seduces a girl. Hamotishamra, person got married and gave a bad name on the wife to say that she was mezane. Chol ma'isabezid. Any time there's ma'isabezid, and a person is obligated to give money, the basin did a psak. This person always went to this person. All these cases ain't a mashmita. There's no shmita. Either because the Torah obligated him or because Bezin obligated him, and it's not considered to be that you still have to come and extract the money. Hamal Galam Mashkin, someone gives a loan and there is a collateral. Someone gives all his shtaris to Bezin. This we'll see more about in the Gemara. Ain't Mashmiti, there's no Shmita. Why? Because again, he's not extracting the money. If he has collateral, so the collateral is where you can take the money from. And if you give us to Bezin, he's not the one taking out the money, it's Bezin taking out the money. Says the Gemara in Amud Bez. Understand without a star that a loan becomes shmita in the end of the year. Why be as a doctor, as a star, you say there is mishamit? Why don't you say that you treat it like a mashkot? The same way when you have a mashkot, you say, okay, I have collateral to take the loan from. If I have a star, I could go take the mishubot. You could go take and extract the money from the people that bought the kaka. So why is it not considered to be that he really has the money? This star doesn't is not written in any acquires. There's no it doesn't say over there that you're allowed to take the money from Mishubodim, from land that was sold to other people. And this goes like Rabbi Meir. There's a machlekes Rabbi Meir Rabbana. If acquires to soifer not to soifer, which means if the star does not say in it that I have acquires, I'm responsible to pay you back. Does the lender can take the money or not if it's not written specifically in the shtar? Ramey holds that Akhrayas Lav Tav Sefer. If it's not written in the shtar, it's not a mistake, it's not supposed to be here. So we talk about a shtar, it doesn't have Akhrayas. So you can't extract money from the buyers. So therefore, there's no, there's no real collateral over here. Also, there was a story came from Abirchanan. Shtar Shein Brachas Dechazim. Shtar has no Akhrayas. That according to Ramey, it doesn't have any, any collateral. You can't take it from Shubhad. And according to Rabbani, you could. They said there is Shemitah over here. Ha, you can take money out of the Nechosim Shubodim according to Rabbanon. All right, please. Shanu lemeidim in halacha ain't noisy. We pass along Rabbanon that you can take out of Nechosim Shubodim. We don't know for sure. We we learned that that's probably the halacha, but we don't know for sure. So therefore, regarding Shemitah, mach we're not to take out this money. This whole case is the, if the borrower doesn't have a land. But if he does have a land, you're not Mishamit. Meaning he's going to say, don't say that our Mishnah is talking like Rameer. Our Mishnah is talking like Rabbanon too. Hi, according to Rabbanon, even without a Christ and the Shtar, you could still go and take from the Nechosim and Shubodim, from the Nechosim which are, are sold. Yeah, but this person does not have a land. If he has a land, you're right, this land is almost like collateral. Oh, you, have to, you get the money from there. But this person does have no land. 
And if C sells metallic, says movables, you can't take it even if you have a chrysis, even if you hold like a bun. So therefore, there's really no collateral. As the Gemara concludes, I'm If you will have land, so there will be no shmit over here like Rabbanon. My base, I feel yeshlo karko mishamit. Even if he does have a karko, it's still mishamit, even according to Rabbanon. As to the base, the Rav is always a Rav. The whole my Rav po b'shem Rav. If you have a specific land, and that is the collateral, it says this land will be your collateral. You can take the loan from this land. So then we're using the gears of Rav Chaim. And then there's no shmit, because that's really like having a mashkoin, like having a, a true collateral. Only if you have a specific land. If I just have a, gener- a generic star that says, you can take for any land I have, you have to go find the land, you have to go find the lakuchos and beizdim, that's not considered to be a true collateral, and therefore there is shmit over there. So now the Gemara mentioned that you see by shmit there's a difference when you specify a land or not. Gemara says a similar thing regarding a wife. A person comes and he says, this karka will be where you take your ksuva from. But then the, the husband went and sold the karka. So the way Abchaim has the gear saw, meaning she has two choices what to do with the wife. She can either take the ksuva from this land that was sold, because that's her collateral, or she can take from any nechassim which the husband still owns. She can't take from other nechassim that were sold, because this is the karka miyuchad laksuva, this is the karka which was specified for ksuva. So every other karka is basically free and clear for someone else to buy. But if he did not sell it yet, he still owns it, so then the wife can go and take from the husband from the thing which were bnei choyim, which were not sold. Says the Gemara of Hilo, hoyra blazer, kantan your blazer, paskin like this, Mishnah. Why she can take the karkaris that under the hands of the husband? Why she can't go and just take only from the land that she, he specified for exuva? She there's there's ones that he did not sell. So you want to go and take from the lakuch? We always have the rule that you don't take, you don't extract the land which is sold if you have something which is not sold. But says the Gemara, there's a caveat to this. The Mishnah is talking about, he didn't say you won't have Piron only from this. I mean, he said this is land will be the one where you take the Ksuvah from. But he didn't specify this is going to be the only land you could, you could get your Ksuvah from, not after any other land. He said this is the only land you can take your Ksuvah from, not from any other land. Then he could take, she could take going from there. And even if he has Meichor, when he specifies that's the only land, this becomes the land of Aksuva. It's as if he gives this as a collateral. So that's the land she has to take Aksuva from. And if he sold it, she goes straight to the buyer and takes it from there. With this, we conclude Yushami Shvi's Daf Ayin Tess.